Welcome to Write Into Your High Calling with author and professor Sherry McGriff. Write Into Your High Calling is dedicated to inspiring you, equipping you, and challenging you to steward the call of writing that God has on your life. So if you're up for it, let's get started. The following episode is from the interview series, Pinning for Purpose, How to Win the Culture War and Bring Hope with Your Writing. It can be watched on rumble.com forward slash C forward slash Write Into Your High Calling or the Write Into Your High Calling Rumble channel. It can also be seen as a free course on the writersacademy.net forward slash pinning, P-E-N-N-I-N-G, which is also where our fiction and nonfiction courses are hosted. So it's an awesome way to watch or, hey, listen in here. Bye. Enjoy the interview. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Pinning for Purpose, How to Win the Culture War and Bring Hope with Your Writing. So I am your host, Sherry McGriff from the Write Into Your High Calling podcast and uh, the writersacademy.net, which of course is not a podcast. So today my guest is me. Yeah. And no, it's not because I don't have any more interviews. <laughs> what I really feel today um, is about and that I need to help you with is to give you practical tips as you continue to listen to the interview series on how to share the information and how to go forward with writing your books, your articles, your posts, whatever it is you're doing. Okay, so uh, my bio, um, uh, Sherry McGriff, author, professor, uh, been teaching at the college level, I think 12 years, um, book coach, and now a CEO um, of the writersacademy.net. Okay. So I've been writing for a long time. Now, one of the things that I learned last year was the information about audience and who you're writing for. Now, StoryGrid, and I can put that in the show notes if you really want more specific details from their point of view. But if you want it from mine, it's also part of what I teach in my courses. But it's the SAM. Your audience is your SAM. You could say you're Samuel, you're Sammy, you're Samantha. Um, your Sam, your single audience member. So today, the world seems like it is absolutely on fire. It's gone cray cray. It's gone nuts. However, the truth is, it's been nuts for a long time, except it was hidden under the surface. And now it's above the surface for everyone to see. That is good news. That is great news. God is allowing that to happen, to wake the world up and let them know they need a savior. And his name is Jesus. And that all this evil, we've also tolerated it. We now call evil good and good evil, right? So he's allowed all of this to come to the surface. It's been there now long, now it's no longer hidden, but our job as writers and believers in Jesus Christ and patriots of the United States of America 
specifically, but also around the world, is to get the information out to those who do not believe or know about the things that are happening. So we get this information out, but we also have to bring hope. The hope is Jesus. The hope also is in giving each one uh, that we speak to uh, action steps on how they can get involved. And, and that, in a nutshell, is what this whole thing is about. Okay, so some practical tips as you go forward. Let's say that so short term we can do we can write articles we can submit to magazines we can post blog posts we can create a sub stack um, which is like a uh, a newsletter app that you post and then it sends it by email and notifies notifies everyone you can get on Rumble as you might be watching me there now or on YouTube although they will cancel you which is why this is not available on YouTube unless someone shares it there. Um, okay, so let's specifically think of an article. If you're writing an article today about something you've learned or about truth, you have to think of your SAM, your single audience member. So imagine one person that you are writing to. So let's say I wanted to write an article about the jab. Um, and the, and my particular link might have been, let's take it back to the Nazis and the correlation there with the um, the COVID passport. Well, the Jews had to have a passport a to show that they were allowed to go somewhere. One of the interviews I just did was about dystopian, where in this dystopian world, which we practically live in now, they they were assigned sectors, kind of like our 15-minute cities that they want to create. And you were not allowed out of your sector. You had to have a passport to get out. So if I was sharing information specifically in an article, I would have to think, who's my audience member? Who's my Sam? Okay, so it could be of two... Uh, Two different people so you have to think of who each time you think of who is this particular specific person i'm writing to so when it comes to that it could be someone who was injured by it and so you're bringing truth uh there is hope one it's jesus but two go to this particular organization for help also let me pray for you i often post on twitter um, especially on there. If you got the jab, DM me and I will pray for you. And we're going to take care of some issues that have to do with it. Will every single person get healed immediately? Well, I sure hope so, but let's give it a shot. I know, no pun intended. Um, I know people do COVID the spirit that is attached because I'm coming from a spiritual perspective in most things. Um, there is a spirit attached to a lot of it that we can command to leave, and then we can cause the body to line up. We can also, in prayer, reverse certain things that have happened. Okay. And then it's a continual prayer thing. It's not just a one and done all the time, um, although that is awesome when it happens. Okay. But again, to the article, I would you would be writing to a specific person. So let's say you wanted to write to someone who does not believe that there was anything bad about the vaccine. Okay. So then you're thinking of this person. How can you 
speak to them in a way that is not condescending because you have to think about your tone. That's not condescending, that is respectful and also how you can build common ground. Um, like I understand that you were trying to um, love your neighbor, love, love, love grandma, and you wanted you and you encouraged everyone to get it. And um, but now we know that it was a mistake. Now we know that people a lot of times when they get it now, suddenly they have cancer and for absolutely no reason at all, or they have this or that for no reason at all. Okay, so you would be coming at it from a different perspective and you want to build that common ground. Hey, what if you get attacked in your comments, in your articles? Who cares? What you're trying to do is wake someone up. If they start attacking you, it is not personal. That's the thing you have to remember. And the AI am not perfect about this at all. Um, I'm a human and I react poorly at times as, you know, as much as anyone. Okay, so, you know, you just, you do that. So when you're writing specifically articles, even Facebook posts, and if you're still on there, Instagram um, posts, on Twitter. Now on Twitter, Twitter is like a free for all, you know, it's, um, you know, you know, a lot of times. Um, and, but a lot of information flows through there, especially now. Uh, thankfully to thankful. Thank you, Elon. Um, so it's a little, you also have to know the platform that you are specifically posting on, and that will make a difference of who you're, you know, thinking about your specific, you're not thinking, oh, this is for everyone. You know what? Everyone may read it, but write to that one specific person who has these issues. So um, as I usually teach, so the issues a lot of times so you might think these external issues, they got it. They believe they were trying to help. Okay. But what are the wounds they have internally? So if you can think about the, the human being that they are, what are the internal wounds or issues that they may be dealing with that you are now writing this article or this post or this tweet for, to, to you know, this person? Who are you writing to? What are their internal issues? And what are their external issues? That will help you with your tone and this particular language that you will use. If you're writing um, if for your parents, you might use different language than you would use for a millennial who's 35 and who plays rugby. Your terminology might be different or to a politician or to a school board member, right? So your terminology will be different. Again, I am not perfect at this. Okay, um, let's say you were writing a book. Now books are more of a, the long game. However, the long game is the long game, depending on what happens in the future, um, someone may find your book in 20 years. Okay, so again, we're playing the long game, but short term, if you could get a book out in the next couple of years, because books do take time to get out. If you get an agent and a publisher, it could be, so if you submitted and you were accepted, let's say right now, it could still be two years before you got it out. So I, in particular, I recommend indie publishing. Um, you can get it out much faster. However, to write a quality book, you're not going to write it in a couple of weeks. It's still going to take many months because you still have to revise, but then it, does, it you it, you can speed it up quite a bit. But again, to a book, nonfiction or even fiction, you think about this single person, the single audience member, your Sam, your Samantha, um, in biblical terms, you might think of it as your Hannah, your Hosea, 
who's dealt with adultery with his wife or prostitution or Hannah, who was barren, who couldn't have children. And then she had to give her child away up for adoption. That's a very specific person. And what kind of wounds would they be dealing with? Or the Samuel who was given up, right? And he was given up. And so he was adopted by Eli and his uh, now his stepbrothers were absolutely wicked and they probably pounded him and made fun of him because he really wanted to serve the Lord. He was now being raised by someone. Now he he knew his mother, so he would be dealing with abandonment and rejection issues. And now he's being raised by someone um, he doesn't know. Of course, he does you know, grow up with them eventually. And he, I'm sure he grows to love them as we all would. But there are some issues, some latent, latent means underneath the surface issues that he would still probably be dealing with as an adult, or he may not know he's dealing with them, but the way he reacts to things would showcase the internal issues he's dealing with. So if I was writing a book to that Samuel who deals with rejection and abandonment, even though Hannah didn't reject him or abandon him, she was following God, but he would be He's only human. He would be misinterpreting what happened as a child, as children often do. Um, and then, of course, we have real people this has happened to. He was real, but other people this has happened to, and they were actually rejected. Man, Okay, so we're dealing with these issues. So you would be writing to this person, and in this book, you would be addressing their pain, and you would be using language that would specifically speak to them and in their age group. And what, what I like to think of it is like you're sitting at the coffee shop um, or uh, if they drink coffee, if not, maybe you're at Whataburger or Sonic or um, McDonald's <laughs> or uh, I don't know, somewhere else. And you have, let's say you only have an hour to get across to this Samuel Everything you need, you know, he needs to know about life, about God, about the truth of what's happening and what he needs to do next. Now, that seems like a really tall order, but you only have an hour. So in that hour, you're going to, you know, water hose him in some ways. Right. But you're going to tell him everything you think is crucial. And you're going to speak to him in a way that he can understand that he doesn't just hear. And it goes from here to here, but in a way that would help him understand. And he, and it would need to come through a filter of love from you. Not a, I'm going to kick your butt. And this is what you need to do. Cause he's probably not going to listen then, but it needs to come through a filter of love from God. This is what God is saying about you, about the, the truth about the matter. He has these high, um, uh, has a high purpose for you. And I see this in you and I see greatness in you. And I know you can do it, especially with God's help. So it has to bring that hope. I hope that understand. I hope that makes sense. Um, same with speaking events. Let's say you feel energized after this interview series, and I certainly hope you do. Then if someone asks you to come speak to their conference or on their podcast or um, at church or at a, a Republican party meeting or a Libertarian party meeting or um, um, a caucus meeting or at your local school board or something like that, um, 
that you would keep this in mind. Think about one particular person that would be in the room that is your typical person and think about the internal issues they're dealing with and the external dish issues they're dealing with. And if you think, now if you're not sure, if you think about the way they react to things, that will give you a good idea of some internal issues that they are dealing with. So speak, create your talk, whether it's five minutes or an hour, um, and think about who you are speaking to and what information you are trying to relay to them, right? What do they need to know in your 20 minutes, your 20 minute talk? What do they need to know? Or you're being interviewed. What does everyone, and we I shouldn't say everyone, this particular person need to know? What are they dealing with? So let's say, okay, Sherry, so what is your single audience member for this interview series? My single audience member that I would create in my mind and, and have, but I didn't really write it down, which is probably should have, should take my own advice, um, would be someone who is American, who is dealing with issues of horror at what's happened to their nation, um, dealing with, so I'm a veteran, my husband's a veteran, um, dealing with, and it's hard for me to articulate this. And I know people who've done far more than I have, um, you know, I was only in for one term, but who have sacrificed, they bled, they died. And then it's their sacrifice has been trampled on. The, the, the heartbreak, the, um, now I don't personally feel this, but like for some, they could feel absolutely hopeless and rejected that their sacrifice didn't matter right? And it did matter. That's the thing. It did matter. And so this kind of person who's feeling this, who, and then externally, they, um, they also see family members who have died and they want to um, take their country back for the Lord and bring it back to the founding fathers, not violently. And it's not what I'm saying, um, that they're passionate about doing their part again for the nation. And in this case, they also are a writer or they want to be a writer and they want to do it in that way. So that would be my person. Now, it doesn't matter if it's if they're female or male. It just kind of depends. Um, it just kind of depends on who you are specifically speaking to. So that would be who I would be. That's actually who I am um, doing this series for those who want to get involved, who are horrified by what's happened, who feel like they must do something. The internal issue is, was my sacrifice meant nothing to you? Like, hello? You're throwing it away. You're trampling on my friend's lives who gave up their life, their families, their kids didn't have a dad anymore. You know what I mean? So that's kind of the person that I am looking for. And I have to tell you, so if that's you, your sacrifice means everything. It means everything. 
And just because of the actions of actually the few or a lot doesn't mean it didn't mean everything. And it doesn't mean it was worthless because it wasn't. It was powerful. It was generous. And it was ordained by God. You know, no greater has, <laughs> no greater love has any man than to lay down his life for a friend. No greater love, right? So there's hope. And the hope I have is in Jesus. I can't tell you um, where I would be. Actually, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the Lord. I would not, I would absolutely not be here. I wouldn't be on here. I wouldn't be on this earth. I would be under the earth if it wasn't for the Lord. And I can say that sincerely. Um, so he's my everything. He's my everything when people don't understand what I'm doing. They don't understand why I'm doing it, or they don't think that I'm good enough or I'm this or that. You know, we all get that. Um, it, it doesn't matter. What matters is that I speak up and I do my part in whatever way God has put in my hand, what he's given me in my hand to do. That's what I do. Okay, so, and then, you know, with Instagram, same, think about that particular por person as you post information there or on Twitter. Okay, so I think that's about it for my little segment. Again, like, subscribe, share, two places to register, thewritersacademy.net forward slash, there's two There's two places on thewritersacademy.net. One of them is forward slash pinning. The other, you can just go to courses and you'll see it. It's set up just to get daily notifications there where one is released, okay? And it's just in one, one place. Or go, and it's all free. Or the Right Into Your High Calling Rumble channel. So share that with your friend, share it far and wide. And until next, guys, next time, guys, ladies, gents, keep writing. And I'll see you next time on, on the next interview. Yay! Thanks for listening, everyone. If you're looking for information on how to write a novel, a memoir, or a nonfiction book, go to thewritersacademy.net. That's right, thewritersacademy.net for details. And until next time, keep writing. <laughs>